Welcome to another edition of the Flathead Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, Micah Drew, recording from the beautiful, sunny Flathead Valley. It's Friday, March 24th. On May 23rd, 2007, with the newspaper industry in steep decline, the Flathead Valley awoke to an unlikely new resident, a 24-page tabloid called the Flathead Beacon. The weekly newspaper, owned by TV personality and part-time Big Fork resident Maury Povich, along with his wife, trailblazing broadcast journalist Connie Chung, has produced 823 issues over the last 16 years. But on March 28th, the final print issue of The Beacon will hit newsstands in the Flathead Valley. However, even though The Beacon's hard copy will cease to show up on newsstands, the news organization is pivoting to an online-only format, a shift that will be more timely, innovative, and economically sustainable. To talk about this change, I brought in Flathead Beacon founding and current editor-in-chief, Kellen Brown, to give us a rundown of the why and what's to come. Before we get to that chat with Kellen, however, a quick reminder that this podcast is sponsored in part by members of the Flathead Beacon Editors Club. Members support all of our journalism in all of its forms, in print, online, and here in the podcast studio, and they do so for as little as $5 per month. To find out more or to join today, visit beaconeditorsclub.com. I'm joined by Flathead Beacon Editor-in-Chief Kellen Brown. Kellen, thanks for popping up to the podcast studio. Thanks for having me. This announcement has been met with some some shock, some lamentations of, of the loss of this print issue, but also an outpouring of, of support from a lot of local readers who do love the Beacon and know that it will continue. But can you start with how did we get to here? How did you make this decision to go digital only? Um, hmm. Well, it was a long time coming you know, maybe accelerated a little bit with COVID and uh, the price of printing increasing, uh, delivering increasing and that sort of thing. So we were looking at, you know, this year's budget, what we wanted to do, uh, how we wanted to position ourselves moving forward, what uh, we expected in the future. And I really started having discussions with staff members and ownership Mm. about, you know, what's best for the company. Uh, and ma- making this move now rather than waiting a couple years when at least my opinion wasn't that print's going to have this big renaissance. So um, we're moving over now. We can offer a few new things. We're still going to have a print product, multiple print products, Flathead Living, Glacier Journal. We're likely going to introduce another annual print publication in the fall. But as far as printing the Flathead Beacon every week, it was just, it was a lot of work and um, it was getting smaller and uh, noticeably. Um, since uh, COVID, and that wasn't the only reason. But you know, a lot of we're not the only we're not the only print newspaper that's having to uh, make hard decisions and reflect on what we want to be in the next two to five years. So that's some of the thinking that went into it. And then uh, I've known about this decision for a while. Uh, and I you know told the staff and talked to the staff about it, and you know it was kind of an open secret among some people. But then. Um, uh, so, uh, some people are uh, in the community are just finding out about it now. And, you know, they, they were some surprise. I, I'd say it was a majority though, not, not that surprised. Uh, that's a lot of media organizations are moving in this direction. Um, I don't think 
the majority of uh, locals were shocked. Mm-hmm. Um, those that were, you know, I hope they make this transition with us. Like it, um, I've said, uh, the size of the newsroom won't change. We're just going to do things a little differently and a little more cost effectively. Well, ever since The Beacon was founded back in 2007, the newspaper industry at that time was also kind of struggling, but Mm -hmm. you started a a whole new newspaper and have kept it going for so long, growing it into what it is. Can you talk a little bit more about what specifically, you know, in those last couple of years, really you said since COVID has made the print industry just a little, a little more difficult to operate in? Well, rising expenses, uh, definitely the price of paper nearly Mm -hmm. doubled. Uh, everything got more expensive. Obviously, we're all dealing with consequences of inflation. But again, I don't want to only only blame COVID for this transition. I mean, I think things were moving in this direction mm. already, um, and this perhaps accelerated it for our company. Um, everyone, every media company is different, and how they make those decisions um, um, are are different factors that they they're considering than we are. That was. Uh, that's what really, really changed was, um, you know, it's a lot of work. It's very resource intensive. And when your margins are getting smaller and smaller and smaller, uh, it's, it's difficult to overcome. Um, we've had steady growth online uh, for years and mm. um, we really didn't want to completely quit the print game. We like producing, we know how to print uh, products. And so we wanted now we want basically our flagship product to be print product to be mm-hmm. flathead living. And we're excited about that. You know, we want it to be a little newsier, uh, a larger quarterly publication with long form journalism, great photography. And uh, that that's the plan moving forward. And we're excited for the transition. Well, you mentioned, you know, expanding flathead living a little bit. We're still going to have Glacier Journal, our guide mm-hmm. to the park every summer, possibly something new in the fall. What else can people expect um, that they'll get more of? What else is coming down the line for us? Well, we'll expand our podcast offerings. Mm -hmm. Um, There's going to be a podcast with myself, managing editor Tristan Scott, uh, once a week where we're going to kind of unpack big topics of the day uh, that really impact this valley. Mm -hmm. Uh, It won't be a roundup of the news or any, um, you know, we'll have that as well with you um, once a week as well. So, so that's that's what we're planning on doing. And then we're relaunching our Editor's Club site that will include a variety of things, but recommendations from staff writers mm. on films and books. Um, we'll have curated uh, photography from Hunter, uh, who's uh, an amazing photographer, available to uh, club members. And um, we'll also have, you know, just a, a, the ability to really spend more time with a more deft touch on the site when we when we build and deliver stories. Um, and that's exciting. They'll, they'll be more customized. Uh, uh, so, so those are just a, some of the things you'll see right away. There's other long-term goals that we have, but it's, uh, it, it, again, it, it was a long time coming. This is not an earthquake that <laughs> is, uh, you know, we're, we're still here. We're still in downtown Kalispell, uh, and we plan to be for the foreseeable future, but it was a, it, it, a hard decision had to be made. Uh, and, and it still was hard, even if it was, you know, maybe predictable in a way mm-hmm. that this was going to happen. Um, but it, it doesn't make it easier. I grew up with this paper. You know, I've had it in my life since I was 27 years old. It's a long time. I'm not 27 anymore. <laughs> let's, let's dive into that just a little bit. It's been 16 years of print. You were hired and founded this paper when you were 27. 
Uh, do you remember that first issue? And can you what can you tell us about what it took to put out the first one and how it's different from the one we're going to put out this week? Well, I, I think the hardest thing was you would try to write a story and you'd call someone and say, hey, we're with the Flathead <laughs> Beacon. And they're like, what is that? You know, I mean, oh, we're a, we're a startup newspaper um, weekly free. We will you agree to an interview. Uh, that wasn't easy, you know, mm-hmm. and really introducing ourselves to the valley. Um, I had moved here from Bozeman. I was, you know, I'd spent some time in the Flathead, but. I was at the Bozeman, I was the city editor of the Bozeman Daily Chronicle and started this, never have started a newspaper from scratch. The hardest thing I ever did um, by far. And I had Myers Reese who, with me and Dan Testa and photographer and sale. I'm a salesperson. We had five people basically. Wow. And um, we put, we put the, we put the paper together and we, it took all night and we, Sent it to. We actually mailed that first copy. So oh, long time across ago. the valley. Yeah, we had stands, but we wanted to mail the first one, so yeah. everyone received a copy. They didn't have to pick it up off stands, and it was uh, it was rewarding. It was a lot of hard work. It was humbling. Mm. Um, uh, you know, you're in the media business. You're told when you make mistakes, and, and you make mistakes. That's just that's part of this. That's part of this job, and. But man, did we work hard? We worked hard. We played hard. We were friends, and uh, we all grew up together. I mean, we really did. Myers is, doesn't work here anymore, but I hired him when he was twenty-one. I talked to him the other day. Uh, I still uh, consider him a good friend and a peer. And we talked about those early days of the Beacon mm. when we were just we were kids, and it was just a great experience. In a this valley it was so supportive, and it was, it was a great way to grow up. I mean, I grew up in a startup uh, environment at a media company with some really smart people who would end up going on doing really great things beyond the beacon. Mm. And uh, yeah, I, I remember it went by so fast. I can't believe it's 16 years. That's that's some of the craziest things. It's like, wow, 16 years went, went by really fast. And now, uh, but this is also a big opportunity to kind of be at a startup again. Mm. you know like look at it that way turn the prism and and look like okay how are we how are we going to change how we deliver the news make it valuable to our advertisers and make readers want to support us so that's what we plan on doing just for one more question of of nostalgia with uh i believe tristan calculated something like 850 issues something like that over the years are there any that stand out to you like hard copies from like covers that looked really good or nights where it took forever to get the paper together or like something about those print issues that stand out over the the issues i remember the one so we we normally send the paper on mondays Mm -hmm. mondays are just so hard here and everyone who's worked here knows it uh like if you work at the flattered beacon the so-called sunday scaries are real you're like oh my gosh tomorrow it's gonna be 10 12 hour day no matter what Mm -hmm. um we when tester ran against reberg we convinced ourselves we should wait a day to um, um, because it was a huge election. And that was a Tuesday. So we were going to send the pages on Tuesday. <laughs> and it was the worst idea <laughs> I've ever had. Uh, so we were going to send on Tuesday and get it a little earlier Wednesday. We were printing, I think, in Spokane at the time. We've had a few different printers. Um, 
and they, of course, they didn't call the race for like two or three days, but we were up <laughs> till four in the morning. And our, I think, I think our headline was nail biter, you know, which doesn't mean anything. It means it's too close for us <laughs> to get it in print. <laughs> and we don't know. There are no results. And we slept for three hours and two days for no reason. That's all that meant. <laughs> uh, that, that was one instance where it, I, I, we never kind of pushed our print deadline ever again. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, some of my favorite, covers like visually were ones that you wouldn't expect i mean we've, mm. we obviously had some um nice investigative pieces including from you uh this year and the work you've done covering the library and the mm. library board and we've had those over the years but i remember i wanted to do an issue on coffee and i just wanted <laughs> I, I really wanted this issue on coffee i wanted like four or five good stories on coffee and the cover i think Dwayne harris who's still one of our graphic designers he put it together and it was it was awesome. That was just like wow. That really makes me want. And some of our food issues, or more more recently, um, when uh, Mike Cordenbrock uh, um, described like how to make a Bloody Mary mm. and, and where to get them, and why the blessing and the curse that the love hate, I guess I should say, that bartenders have with the Bloody Mary making them, and um, and the duck, the duck and duck in right. That's where he got. No, the sitting duck. The sitting Sorry. Duck. So yeah. the sitting duck puts together this meal tw- in yeah. a glass. <laughs> $20 Bloody Mary. <laughs> and our photographer Hunter puts it on a deck and lights it perfectly and uh, <laughs> uh, overlooking Flathead Lake. And I just remember seeing that cover and I was so excited uh, about, you know, I like to share the wins with my employees, right? Mm. That's one of the great things about working here. It's like when they do something awesome, I, I love being that cheerleader. I know it's a story about a Bloody Mary. It's not this groundbreaking piece that's going to uh, you know, change change the valley or expose corruption. But man, it looked good. And the story was awesome. And I was just like, this is that's that's what I loved about the print edition. I guess I'm segueing into what I'll miss, but yeah. Um I I love that when we were able to really, really it all came together. And that didn't happen every week, but um but when it did, man, it was fun. It's fun to see it. It's fun to see it come back from the printers and see it on stands. I'll miss that for sure. Well, we'll still get that at least quarterly with Flathead Living. We just got the the magazine in today. So mm. we will still have a tangible product uh, every couple months. But any last thoughts you want to share about uh, this big transition for the Beacon? No, just that, you know, I'm writing a column about it. my experience with this print product and the people who put it together and that was that was the most fun and it's still going to be a lot of fun working with the people um at this company that i've been blessed i I was totally blessed with working with really talented people but there's something about those mondays that bring you closer together Mm. that we had for 16 years and we all put our heads down and we all you know (laughs) <laughs> worked as hard as we could for you know without speaking it's the one day where it's like really quiet here we're just we're just trying to get this product out and and i'm going to miss that because there's mm-hmm. a camaraderie there with those with everyone from the salespeople to the designers to reporters photographers uh that you don't get with i i guess maybe the digital product that i'm, I'm really going to miss um uh and at the same time it's a ton of work and I, I don't know if I'm going to 
I say I'm going to miss it, but I'm sure there's going to be part of me that's going to sleep easier on Sundays nights, knowing I don't have to go, you know, grind it out for 10, 12 hours with my staff to, to get it to the printers on time, mm. which we always are like 10 minutes from deadline. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. Well, uh, from the newsroom side, we're excited about the transition and happy to have you leading us through it. So everybody can rest assured that they will still be getting all of the latest, breakest, latest breaking and in-depth news at their fingertips every day. What about the breakest? We should the get breakest, the breakest the news. The breakest news? <laughs> yeah, it will be, uh, it will be a good transition. I'm excited, um, about some new things, uh, that we get to show the Valley. And, and I just want to thank everybody, you know, for the support over the years. I've, I've, uh, been super super blessed so um on to the next chapter a big thank you to editor-in-chief kellen brown for swinging by the podcast studio and giving us a rundown of where the flathead beacon is headed Now, here are a few news stories from this week that you should know about as of 5 p.m. Thursday, March 23rd. Against extensive opposition, a bill brought by Kalispell Senator John Fuller that would ban gender-affirming health care for minors passed a second reading in the Montana House today on a near-party-line vote. Throughout the House floor session, legislators echoed themes that have dominated multiple contentious public hearings on the bill, including the doctor-patient relationship, privacy concerns, and LGBTQ rights. While multiple legislators testified about protecting children from making rash decisions that lead them to life-altering surgeries, healthcare providers during previous hearings emphasized that in order to obtain gender-affirming medical treatment, minors are required to obtain parental consent and meet with various doctors. The bill passed a second reading with 65 votes in favor and 35 votes against, a notable shift in the legislature after a similar bill died in the Senate in 2021. Upon passage of a third reading, the bill will then head to the desk of Governor Greg Gianforte. At Glacier Park International Airport, a new low-cost airline, Avello Airlines, will offer bi-weekly direct flights to Hollywood Burbank Airport beginning on May 22nd. The airline expansion is a continuation of the local airport's growth seen with its multi-million dollar terminal expansion and increased passenger numbers, which has it on track to become the state's second largest airport behind Bozeman's Yellowstone International Airport. And finally, a announcement this week by Glacier National Park about a series of construction projects throughout the park means that summertime visitors are likely to encounter traffic delays and even some road closures, including a blocking of pre-dawn access to the famed Going to the Sun Road corridor. Major construction projects include a paving and utilities project along Lake McDonald, which will take place between Apgar and Lake McDonald Lodge, road grading work towards Kintla Lake, projects around Polbridge, and a half-dozen bridge rehabilitation projects throughout the western half of the park. To find out the latest construction updates, visit the Glacier National Park website, and always remember to plan ahead when visiting the park. That's all I've got for you this week. As always, you can stay up to date on all of the latest local news online at flatheadbeacon.com, and be sure to pick up the last hard copy of the Flathead Beacon on stands throughout the Flathead Valley next week. This episode was hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Micah Drew. Music in this episode includes songs by local Flathead Valley artist Mike Murray. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.